Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. Uh, my name is Ralph. Deserts of Plenty is a podcast about <laughs> uh, just understanding things in life. Uh, you know, we are awash in calories, but we are lacking in nutrition, awash in information, but lacking knowledge, and awash in experiences, but lacking connection. You know, the more easier our world gets, the more convenient, the more uh, accessible, expedient, the sadder and more depressed everyone seems to become. And I was reading, oh yeah, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, which is an interesting read. Uh, if you're a fan of his, I definitely recommend it. I like it. Uh, I like that I understand him better. Um, and it's full of things that I agree with. Um, but I was expecting to like it more. Anyway, but he did have one, well, he's got a lot of really interesting comments, but the one he had today was, or one that I read today is, uh, you know, he was talking about spending time with a family, very, like a poverty, family living in poverty in Africa. At least there was more joy in this house with nine kids and absolutely nothing than he's seen in most homes of affluent people. And yeah, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense to me. Again, not to go back to this this tired old thing that money can't buy happiness. Because certainly a certain amount of money for most people, especially in this part of the world, will let you overcome some hardships for sure. So I'm not saying that, but what I am saying that the world has become, in this part of the world, has become too convenient. Like the excess accessibility of food. Fast food, processed foods, highly super processed food. You know, the standard American diet, standard Canadian diet, is now mostly made up of highly processed food. Food that has been changed in order to make us crave more of it. Which segues nicely into what I want to talk about today. I did did an episode on Unknown Unknowns, which I'm a huge fan of. Because... We'll never exhaust all the unknown unknowns in the world and also the unknown unknowns about ourselves, which to me are the more interesting ones. Well, I mean, they're both interesting, but, you know, what are the things about ourselves that we don't know that we don't know? Like why certain things trigger us or, you know, what conditioning do we have? And this is one of my favorite examples of conditioning um, because I think like I think we're born with very few conditioned responses, like the, the sucking uh, condition is, a, is, a, is a, uh, a reflex that is conditioned in us. Uh, you know, if you've ever watched a baby nurse, it's amazing, beautiful, and magic. Uh, but, you know, if you rub a nipple on the outside of the cheek, the, the, the baby, like a, a brand new two-hour-old, still got the new car smell infant, will turn their head in the direction of that nipple and open their mouth and latch on. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to behold. Absolutely. Um, but uh, there is a conditioned response that you almost certainly have if you're a driver. And even if you're not, I'm sure you can, you've seen this one on TV a lot. And it's the, uh, and I like to use this example of driving down a, a city street and uh, crowded you know, crowded, like it's a, it's a residential street. There's cars parked on each side of a lot of room. And all of a sudden a ball comes bouncing out in front of your car. What do you do? And, um, 
you know, people say, oh, look for the kid. Well, yeah, because you're expecting a kid. But most people, and this is what I have done, because it's happened to me, is uh, my foot is on the brake before I barely register the ball in my head as a thing, right? Like, my foot is moving independent of my conscious thought. Like, I don't, like, obviously, my brain has told my foot to move, but it bypasses my decision-making process. I don't have to think about it. It's just, it happens. It, and that's that's a conditioned response. We've been conditioned to move like that. And in fact, it would take a big amount of will to overcome something that is a learned behavior. You know, and, and if you play an instrument, well, I mean, or even on a keyboard, like we know this, like your brain, your body knows where the L is, even if you have to actually think about it in your head. Like it's, you know, if, if you, <laughs> I think if someone asked you, okay, just do the key, the top row of the keys, or let's do the middle row because everybody knows QWERTY, the middle row of the letters from left to right. It's hard to do that without invoking, you know, moving your fingers and going like, oh, what is that one? Okay. See, I don't, I don't even know. Is it ASDF? I think it's ASDFG. But then H, J. I think I might be right, but I don't want to look. Uh, but I do have to think about it, right? And but, but my fingers wouldn't have to think about it. They would know instinctively where those things are. And these are conditioned responses. They're in our bodies. Anyway, uh, one of the ways to overcome, if you want to, or at least have a look at conditioning, is to think, is to investigate unknown unknowns. And that's why I'm a, one of the reasons I'm a big fan of them. Um, and also today I was reminded because I learned something today that I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't know this. And I will bet you, you also didn't know this and didn't know you didn't know it. Um, or you might, I don't know. But uh, again, these always blow my mind. Um, and I'll get to that. I'll get to the unknown unknown in a second. But uh, another reason that I love them is it reminds me that the journey of learning, the journey of enlightenment, of becoming better will never end. And that's a good thing. I mean, of course, you know, my, my goal, as I always say, is to become like Jesus or Buddha when my, my uh, ego becomes, well, infinite, but not in the egotistical sense, but in the sense of myself becomes so big and not because, you know, not in, again, in an egotistical sense of like me, me, me. But when you have, when you are just comfortable with who you are and confident, you know, nothing bothers you. You're just like, like Jesus, right? Or Buddha. They just exist. And whatever they're doing, they're like, this is what we're doing. Great. I love it. Doesn't matter. Taking your hands off the wheel of life and let the universe drive and whatever happens. Cool. This is nice. I like this as much as possible. Now, of course, <laughs> always comes to that caveat of like, of course, I'm not talking about you know, your mortality, your health, and, you know, the, the life and health of those very close to you. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the, the, the usual sort of like ups and downs of most everyday living, missing, missing your train, uh, hitting a red light, uh, plans get changed at the last minute, uh, have a date, they cancel, those kinds of things. Oh, canceling. Okay. You're rescheduling. Not a problem. It's all good. That's what I'm talking about. So anyway, so today I learned something that I did not know before. And that is, and uh, drum roll, no. Uh, so we all know like the body temperature of a human being, 37 degrees Celsius, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And if you're like me, you thought it's always been thus. It has not. It's not. In the last 120 or 130 years uh, in North America, again, and this is, pro and I, I haven't investigated this 
further, but my sense would be in populations, uh, you know, whether we call them industrialized populations, affluent populations, the um, average body temperature has dropped about a full degree Fahrenheit or about half a degree Celsius, roughly. I think it's dropped a little bit more in men than women. Uh, but, you know, not, dr not drastically different. But And I, I think those, because, you know, the way science was done always on, you know, white men, uh, it may be just because of that is because they, had, they didn't weren't measuring it in women until much later. And so, but something like every decade, body temperature in the affluent, well, this is in America, and I assume Canada, and I assume, you know, Western Europe, but I don't know, uh, has dropped uh, like a full degree Fahrenheit. So 98.6, it was 99.6. And if it's 37 degrees Celsius, it was 37 and a half. And, you know, <laughs> that blew my mind and it blows my mind. And of course, the question is, why? What's going on? And, uh, you know, I'm tempted to just end there and let you think about it. And if you want to know the answer, to go and investigate it. I don't know the answer. I don't know that anybody knows the answer. The, the, the theory that I put forward, and I'm going to do a podcast on this very soon, is that the fault lies with our diet, or the fault. Yeah, I guess fault, or the reason, the explanation lies in our diet. Because one thing, another thing that I've recently learned is that fructose, um, you know, that sugar that we eat far too much of, uh, in our body can only be metabolized by our liver and is basically when you introduce it into your body is other than the effects, the host, not hallucinating, the mind altering effects is basically like alcohol. There's very little difference between fructose and alcohol. It's just, um, it's one more step along the chain of oxidizing sugar um, alcohol's next. Anyway, uh, fructose is, is a nutrient, nutrient, no, I shouldn't say it. it's not a nutrient. It is a, it is a source of energy, uh, that you, we consume that actually, uh, interacts with our mitochondria, which is the energy producing, uh, organelles in our cells. They create the ATP, which drives all our processes, uh, or the vast majority of the processes in our body and um uh yeah it's um it, it's the only one that will suppress the 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 um function of mitochondria the purpose of wit and this is you know based on our historical evolution not common not not now uh is to keep us hungry uh and a lower energy state so that we continue to eat and the reason that is, all you need to do is look at bears, brown bears in the fall, who gorge themselves on berries full of fructose, um, and they don't ever stop eating because their goal is to put on as much fat as possible to get through the winter. So that's why brown bears put on so much fat. So anybody says, you know, it's fat that makes you fat, you just look at brown bears, man. They, they eat berries blueberries full of fructose and fruit sugar and they get immensely fat uh, so that they can winter sleep. Interesting fact, uh, bears do not hibernate. Hibernation requires lowering the body temperature, slowing the heart rate and stuff. Bears just sleep through the winter. So it's not really hibernation in the sense, but it's winter sleeping. 
isn't I mean the fascinating, you know, fructose reduces um mitochondrial efficiency on purpose so that we will be hungry and eat more, which is one reason why people who are and I'm you know, I'm not here to say one diet is superior to another because it seems most likely that we're all different and some of us will do better on a low carb diet and some will do better on a low fat diet and by better I mean it's more you're more adapted to one or the other not everybody is the same one diet does not fit all um but uh you know when we try to tell people like get away from fat so you don't put on fat uh we tend to just eat more calories because fructose makes you hungry because that's sending the signal to your body that winter is coming fruit is abundant eat as much as you can and get ready for the long winter but you know we in this part of the world anyway are preparing for a winter that never comes so we're constantly hungry foraging eating putting on weight uh in a winter that never comes anyway unknown unknowns uh so interesting and powerful and every time i discover one i almost have to sit down and just catch my breath because they take my breath away Anyway, that's uh, my episode for today. This is unknown. Un no, this is not unknown. Unknowns. That's what I wanted to call the podcast. That was my original idea to call it and that, but I Googled it. And of course there were a uh, few already called that. And most had to do with um, uh, extraterrestrials or ghosts or spirits or things in that realm that uh, are, uh, I don't even describe that. I don't even know anymore. How I would describe it. That's not what this is about. Either. This is about um, living better lives, really, or happier lives, more fulfilled lives. Getting in touch with information that's not accessible, that's not out there, because you know most people are just trying to sell you something, and I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just, I just want to talk about this stuff because I find it fascinating, and it's helped me so much, and. Uh, just want to like really get it down and maybe one day write a book. Who knows? Anyway, thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Take care, everybody. Bye.